This week on the BAMFcast, all we want to know is who took our beans. What spa? We're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey, hey BAMFcast. BAMFcast. Episode 147. Hey, how about that? Yay. Yep. All those episodes. Yes. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every wonderful episode of the BAMFcast is, sometimes it's October month. Hooray! Hooray! October month. And we watch an October-related movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then we come in here and we talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes. And good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies, they get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Hooray! Yay! And wow. bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags, after Twilight. Boo. Boo. Yes. So... We thought we were done with evil, murderous spa <laughs> movies. No. And then it was brought to our attention by Kelly on uh, Facebook. Facebook. And she said, I don't think it would be easy to find, but apparently there's a movie called Hell Spa. Well, there is a movie called Hell Spa, and we did find it, and we did watch it. Mm. Uh, so this movie... Hooray for us. And this movie's from 1992. So Somehow. Yeah. Date on the end of the movie said 1990. Okay. So it sat on a shelf until someone put it in a video store in 1992. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, plot summary, and then we'll talk about this glorious little masterpiece. Sure. Go for it. At Benson's Health Spa, business is booming. And why not? With the look beautiful and stay fit or never pay a dime promotion, people are literally selling their souls to join. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I guess. Yes, that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. Pretty, All right. Great. Yeah. Yep. Five jocks. So this movie is shot entirely on VHS. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much so. Well, video like, of some yeah. kind. Well, yeah. in 1990, I'm sure it was VHS. I mean, it could have been Super 8. Mm. Okay. Or High 8, I'm oh, sorry. Or VHSC. Could have been VHSC. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, it's shot on video. <laughs> okay. about that? That's good. And <sighs> somehow this guy had made other movies before this, I think. Or at least <laughs> written. Yeah, he had worked. Yeah. Things. <laughs> Stuff had been made. Let's just say there are certain people that never stop being a student filmmaker. Let's put it that way. Okay, that's that's accurate. Okay. Because this looks like a student film, mm. and it looks like the kind of things you would do in a student film, which is go from place to place and say, hey, do you mind if we shoot here for a night or two, and we'll put your name in a movie? Yeah. And yeah. give you some free advertising. Uh, yeah. People Thanks in too. small towns will be like, yay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Because it's yeah, <laughs> it starts off and the the like the cold open of this movie is this lady and she's running for her life. We don't really know why. She the just, radio talked to her. It said her time was up. Sure, that's right. That's she right. Broke she, her contract. That's yeah. right. She kept trying to talk back to the radio, right. which doesn't really work. Nope. And so she just starts running, gets in her car, drives like three feet, gets out, and is in a, like a. We couldn't really tell because it's so freaking dark, but it's like an auto body garage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I apparently didn't even she drive owned. her car. She couldn't get her car started. Yeah, she, she just ran across she, a lot. I thought she, she did. I thought she, she ran to her car. She got in the truck and tried to start. And she it. jingled she's inside. But I, sh- I thought she, she started in the white Mustang. But no. Yeah. She, but she jingled her massive, oh, okay. oh. like, massive ring of keys. Oh, okay. Her janitor yeah, no. key ring? <laughs> yeah, her janitor key ring. Yeah. yeah. And she couldn't find the right key. So yeah. she just ran over slid out the other side. Right. So she went into her garage. And then she's doing the back around, you know, back away and somebody's mm-hmm. talking to her and it's, you know, <laughs> with all the quality of this movie, it's coming from different directions and yep. she's like, leave me alone. And, she's like, and the guy's just saying things like, you signed a contract right. and nobody ever leaves, blah, blah, blah. And, and eventually she kind of, she runs into him and then she backs up and, and steps on one of the uh, little, I don't know what you call those, the things that the guys work on the cars, they slide up under your car, the little 
crawler. Roll, roller, yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. Crawler? Okay. All right. She steps on one of those and falls o- over, and he stands over her and threatens her, but she's kind of like knocked out at this point. Yeah. She. But then he smushes her head with yeah, something. Yeah, he, he knocks some sort of big, large bar type thing over and crushes her head. Yep. And then Hellspa title card. and Hellspa. Mm-hmm. Hellspa. Hello, I'm Hellspa. <laughs> And then, Come on down. And then, then it kind of it kind of violently cuts to some like three people working out in a gym. Yeah, it's th- well, th- one guy okay. working out well, screaming. Yes, and two other people in the scene. Oh, my right. favorite guy in the world, Marty. Yes, Marty. Oh, Marty. <laughs> Poor Marty. Marty. So yeah, Marty is is power lifting or but not he's no. just he's, not he's just standing he's, try, he's trying to lift it's it but not the poor, even moving the poor guy yeah but and he's into it meanwhile mm-hmm. doyle oh, he's so into it we, we find out later doyle is the lady in the scene okay is yeah. just berating him for being the stupidest person on the earth because that's what she does to everybody in this movie is just Yo, berate the- them about not being smart even though she doesn't come across as very smart in this movie either right so and doyle has mechanism. esteem issues he does and then there's also Rock is also in the scene. And Rock. He's, the Rock he's is just kind of sitting there on the weight Dwayne bench Johnson. not doing anything. <laughs> Apparently they are the only clients of this gym. Yes. Yeah. Because the owner comes out and says, you're the only clients. In this <laughs> I've got some bad news, guys. I have to shut down the gym. And they're like, you're okay, my only clients. see ya. Well, we won't hang around and well, prolong no. your misery. Well, Doyle goes on to further endear herself by going, well, we should have seen that writing on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, Anybody just, who can see that coming was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. She's just awful. Yeah, yeah but, but that scene is redeemed by, once again, my favorite character, because he doesn't even give a shit. He's like, let's go get some Boilermakers down at the bar then. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll make you feel it. Yeah. He's I'm working ro- out. He's roiding out. <laughs> But he's not even lifting. No, That's he's not doing anything. Part. It's just... like it's not moving, but he is just like pumped. Yeah, well, yeah. He's stoked. He's and, happy to be in a movie. And and keep this in mind when he shows up later, because every scene he shows up in, he is fired up. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, yeah. so they leave, and then that's when Mr. creepy evil guy shows up, and we find out his name is Mr. X. Mr. X. He's Mr. X. And <laughs> he goes, I see your business is failing. She's like, yeah, kind of. He's like, I can fix that for you. Here, take this money. And he just like throws $600. (laughs) He's like, it can save your life. It can fix everything for you and Mm -hmm. make you younger. And you'll be able to line the walls with more of that. Yes, you'll be able to wallpaper your entire gym with $100 bills. Which is not smart business sense. Well, the way he shows up is kind of weird because he just... The the owner lady, uh, Mrs. Benson, as she's ever known in the movie, is just sitting there kind of, oh, Jim is closing and everything. And he just kind of magically appears behind her. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, oh, hi. like every, nobody like gives very good reaction shots in this movie because everyone's oh. just kind of like, oh, no, oh, that happened. Yeah. No, this is like Birdemic level of acting. <laughs> yeah. On every level. Yeah. Like everyone in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is. No one is surprised by anything because they read the script. <laughs> and they're not able to pretend that they didn't. They're just like, and now Mr. X is here. Oh, yeah. hi. <laughs> yeah, but she's just that's she's just sitting there by himself in this gym, and he just shows up yeah. and is like, yeah, well, and you have problems. I'll just, fix them. Let's mm-hmm. just describe him. He he's like a man in black, except he's wearing a giant fedora, kind of. Like, yeah, what kind mm-hmm. of hat would you describe that as? Weird, like almost like an Amish hat. I mean, yeah, it's almost like yeah. children. He looks like an extra in Children of the Corn, or yeah. 
or the witness. Or He's witness. wearing it at <laughs> a bit of a jaunty angle. Yeah. But the guy guy looks a little bit like Q from Star Trek Next Generation. I mean, he's just kind of a nondescript, like, I'm a dude, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regular, tall, kind of, yeah, white dude, like maybe. Big face, yeah. you know. That's <laughs> he looks like one of the puppets from Puppet Master. Okay. One of the puppets is just... <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> that's does, that's actually. Yeah. He, he looks like that one puppet. The one with the hat. Yeah. yeah. The one who just wears black and yeah. pale white. And there you go. So, use he, that as your image from here on. Yeah. When we talk about Mr. X. And no matter the lighting in the scene, no matter what's going on, he will always be in that outfit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, because he doesn't, as we, as characters just decide later on, he, he doesn't like nature touching him. Air or water. He's, he's not or, natural, so he doesn't yeah, like nature. Mm. Right. That is the deduction of the newspaper people. <laughs> of yeah. Kathy, our heroine. Yes, because our we crack team. We then go to, to her, you know, underground newspaper. It's weird. I, first, I thought it was a school newspaper, but that's what I thought too. They act like I don't know. <laughs> they must. It must be because somebody the the second printing person they go to goes, "Oh, it's my future journalist or something like yeah. that." Somebody so, says that line to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, there is a there, there's a campus of some kind somewhere that people are on, right? But it's never clear exactly what is part of that campus and what isn't. So mm-hmm. just eh, yeah, go with it. But yeah, but anyway, Doyle from the gym scene earlier works there. So does Kathy, our heroine, and um, Ken, the bodybuilder dude that works there for some reason. He's on the football team. He's smart. He likes computers, too. He does. He's yes. very smart. So He knows things. About yeah, but these are the three people yes. that work and produce this newspaper. Mm-hmm. Which they're constantly getting letters about how much it sucks. Yeah. Which they, they read. <laughs> Their underground newspaper receives letters. Yes. Well, sure. Their mom's yeah. sending them. Yeah. Your newspaper's terrible. <laughs> Come back <Yeah>. home. <laughs> I'm wasting my money on and your dur- education. During this scene, we've uh, you've got creepy Mr. X, who's like, there's a girl running around outside, not even mm-hmm. running. She's like running her hand along a brick wall Yeah. in the dark. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, he shows up and Hello. grabs her by the neck and kills her. That yeah, was the, he, he strangles her for a while and then yeah. stabs her. It's weird. Like he produces a knife and then is like, ah, 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 I'm going to strangle you. I believe that was He's strangling uh, is fun. Well, the, the, Muffin the, Top's the, mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, he, he, we forgot the uh, the intricate computer searching scene after he kills uh, uh, yeah. the girl in the first scene. Right. Because he goes to the computer and he goes to the dragon prompt. Dragon. Because um, instead of a C prompt, that or is anything, my favorite prompt. Yeah. Pretty good. Dragon, dragon prompt. Because he's, he's doing the polite computer speak and getting more information, mm-hmm. and, and he says the only loose ends that have to do with the original girl in the first scene are her two daughters, which they don't explain it right away. But we're like, oh, okay, it must mm-hmm. be young little girls. Mm-hmm. And then they show this girl getting murdered, which was one of her daughters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Kathy is inside the student newspaper giving a story about how two of her friends disappeared, which is. Maggie and something. It's been three weeks. She yeah. keeps calling the apartment. No one answers. Maybe she should go yeah. to the police. And this makes no sense later on because after that, she she's walking home and the other sister pops out yeah. and like grabs her. You know, yeah. they, they do the they do the super long extended her walking down the street. Yeah. Trying to build tension, keeps looking behind her and Here's the sound of horse hooves <laughs> right. behind here. Very slow horse hooves, like yeah. zombie horses mm. stalking her. But then the friend jumps out and like, uh, grabs her by the throat and the girl's like, oh my God. And yeah. she's like, I, I grabbed you because I didn't want you to scream. And it's like. That's why I would wait, scream if you wh- grabbed me. What? <laughs> but then goes back to the place and it's like, I, 
I don't know what happened to my sister. I don't know where she is. And now suddenly the flitch is, the switch has flipped with Kathy and she's just like, oh, I'm sure she's fine. She's yeah. just around the corner. You know, like a minute ago she was like, I should go to the for three weeks. I'm worried to death. And, yeah. and her friends are like, and she's like, I think we should go to the cops. And her friends are like, what are the cops going to do? Yeah. Well, like, Doyle doesn't have anything nice to say to anybody. So, of course, well, he yeah. poo-poos right. all over that. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. I'll make you friends. Coco. And but then the girl tells the story of how her mom, there was this weird, creepy guy always hanging around their place. Mm-hmm. And their mom started to look younger. And now she's her mom's dead. And it wasn't an accident. And yeah. she's worried to death. And she stands right by the sliding glass door that apparently isn't is open. It's not open. Is not open. Okay. The sliding glass door is not open. Well, we he don't did, get a defenestration, so what happened? Because suddenly he just pops through the blinds right. and grabs her and yanks her, and Kathy is left going, I don't know where Yeah, because Kathy you? comes into the room and put basically puts her face up against the glass and is just like, oh, hmm. Yeah. The end. But anyway, so... End of concern about that person. Yeah, so this girl's kidnapped gone. Yeah. Yep. Out of the picture. Right. Almost. Well, uh, well, yeah, She's because in she room. goes and she goes investigating. She you know, she starts getting buddy buddy with Ken mm-hmm. a little bit more so, and then they decide to go. They go to talk to the cop, and the cop's just like, "You don't have any proof. Get out of here." Well, no, oh, the cop whoa, whoa, says whoa, whoa, the woman on. doesn't no, no, no. exist. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's you don't have any proof. There, this person doesn't exist. But all the while, the cop is chopping apples with a medieval hand axe. Yeah. I mean, there is only way to describe it. It is a hand axe. <laughs> yeah, Middle it's... Ages, like giant point on the top. Yeah. Uh, it's bizarre. That's all, I mean, that's just what you do. I don't know. Cops, I, I got to tell you, this is when the movie kind of won me back because I was. It was a random weird I was scene, dull, but I was suddenly like, okay, if you can have a guy with a medieval axe just chopping apples on his desk and mm-hmm. not giving a fuck nope. about what anyone's saying, axe cop. Yeah, because I mean, every I'll take it. Everyone's opinion of cops in this movie, including the cops themselves, are like. You got to bring us proof there or there's nothing we can do, which is <laughs> yeah. the opposite of what cops do. Oh, well, I think I think there was a scene before we missed because I think that's what they went to her old apartment first. Yeah. And knocked on the door. And then that's when the American flag guy. That's Captain the America. Yeah. Is like, and he opens the door and he's like, I, I've lived here 24 years. I don't know what you're talking about. You right. kids are on the juice. Step there. Get off the lawn. <laughs> right. And then that's when they go to the cops because he's yeah. like, well, so you went to her apartment. You went to an apartment where some guys live there for 24 years and. And she's like, yeah, oh, that's oh. the definition of missing. And they, oh, and they also went to the professor. Yeah, they, they, they went to go talk <laughs> to professor sunglasses. goofy professor guy who's wearing a pith helmet. My uh-huh. second favorite guy in the movie. And it's just like, they ask him to look at the roles to see if the kid is, or the woman is enrolled there or whatever. And he does like the Robert Stack in Airplane thing where he's wearing sunglasses and he whips them off dramatically to reveal another <laughs> pair of sunglasses. <laughs> but the first pair are like the old like, old person like over the top of your glasses style. Yeah, like you sunglasses. just had your yeah. eyes dilated. Just the face covering sunglasses. Right. But... It was it was so damn goofy. It's just <laughs> ponytail, just long haired ponytail guy wearing a Looks safari like he's on hat, safari. Yeah. and he's wearing two pairs of sunglasses. So he was a long haired freaky person. Yeah. So the movie, like all of a sudden, has gotten wacky, and we're thinking, okay, movie, all right, yeah. maybe this is going to be okay. But yeah, but he he looks at the roll call. Says, nope, she's not here. <laughs> if she's not on the list, yeah, doesn't exist. Nope. Yep. And well, then puts the sunglasses back on over was, the other What was even weirder is what class she was enrolled with him for. And that was the deviant behavior class. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I take that in college? I, I don't know. Sounds pretty good That to me. sounds like the best elective I ever. I didn't even go to college and I took that. Yeah. Shock Twice. me, shock me, shock me with your deviant behavior. <laughs> I'm on credit in deviant behavior. Yeah, it's a good class. 
Yes, yeah, so all that happens. Then they go to the axe cop, and yeah. then he he readily dismissed them, and mm-hmm. they go home. It's like so. so the like, teacher says she doesn't exist, and there's an old guy living in her apartment for twenty four years. And what do you want me to do? I'm chopping apples. Ah, get, apples. get out of my office. I'm off the force. Yeah. Detective Case. <laughs> yes, yes, Detective, Detective Case. Case. Very mm-hmm. important to remember mm-hmm. that name. <laughs> remember that. So yeah. they they just they she kind of gives up at this point. She's like she's a little weirded out. Well, what happens is. They send the other girl to join the gym. Yeah, because they see an ad or something on TV. No, no, she it. was always going to the gym. She was one of the chicks in, okay. the, in that opening. So well, she's just always going there. She's well. What happens is she sees the commercial and sees that the lady looks a lot younger. The one right. who runs the place. Yeah, and she's it's like, like oh. I want to look younger. Yeah, but I mean, but Kathy sees it and it's like, oh, you know what? They mentioned something about her mother looking younger, mm-hmm. and this is kind of like the incredibly loose connection that she uses to maybe we should start investigating this place, right? So, of course, they send <laughs> Popeye Doyle. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Doyle Shakespeare. Yes. Which oh, is that's right. Yeah. Doyle Shakespeare. Oh. <laughs> is that her actual last yeah, name? Yes. I guess. Oh, okay. They mentioned according to her the, he calls it. her Miss Shakespeare. Yeah, according so, to the dragon computer. It's, uh, there so, was a bit of dialogue about her changing her name. Yeah. I could explain it, but it would take too long yeah. to explain it to your infantile mind. But, yeah, but, but so she goes there and they get the whole. If you. Go on Plan X. You are guaranteed to lose weight or you don't owe us anything. Right. You don't owe us any money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And look at all these results. And they've <laughs> made results? they've made Royd McHappyson <laughs> the like the, the lead recruiter. trainer, yeah, recruiter the, yeah. guy. And, and he's awesome at it. Yeah. He's just, dude, you got to be the first person to sign up for my program. You, you, you got to please be my first sale. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very like. Well, he talks rock into it too. Yeah, he talks. He talks yeah. rock. Rock is his first sale, right? Poor Aww, rock. Poor rock. Rock's yeah. just a nice, rock elderly. Gets the shitty end of the stick on everything yeah, in this movie. But poor guy. Yeah, I'm just trying to live my well, life again. Fit. He's a nice guy too, because like he <laughs> he's also like the guy who's printing this underground newspaper. Yeah, yeah. and he shows up like in the middle of night. Like when they're behind deadline or whatever, he's like, I'll proofread and do all this stuff. And yeah. then Kathy's just like, all right, I'm going home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, all right, I don't mind. Okay, whatever. Rock <laughs> is nice to a fault. He is nice. Yeah. But yeah, so he's he's one of them that gets talked into it. But then they have all the group is there and Lee's like, well, we can't really tell you what Plan X is until you, to you sign up. Yeah. You know, so. Ooh. Yeah. So they, so they sign up and then she's like, all right, tell me about Plan X. And they're like, well, next week we'll tell you about yeah. what it entails. And she's getting bitchy. I mean, she's getting bitchier as yeah, this goes yeah. on. She's complaining and bitching, and and she's always she's eating. Just terrible. And she's like shoving snowballs in her mouth and oh, burgers. Yeah, and yeah she's on first, fad diets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah every I was say, the first, scene. yeah, first few scenes. It's oh, I'm on all I'm on water on diet. diet. Yeah. yeah, I'm on a fruit diet. Oh, yeah. I can eat all the sweets I want because something, something, yeah. fat ass. Right. I don't know. Because that's when she goes to <laughs> to the yogurt store. Yeah, she decides because she's on this plan, she can eat whatever she wants because right. they're going to help her lose weight, and sure. she won't have to pay for it because she hasn't lost weight. So, so she goes to the yogurt place where an eleven-year-old kid is <laughs> is serving, <laughs> and she orders like serving. giant yogurt with every topping and a large diet coke. Yeah, she's one of those people. <laughs> and and the kid's like, no, he's like, I can't serve. I you. can't serve you. And she's and this scene goes on forever where it's just basically like what do you mean she you can't just gets serve increasingly me? angrier and then runs behind the counter and dispenses yogurt dispenses yogurt because the kid's like well we're just out of yogurt we can't serve any yogurt today she's like there's yogurt in here I need yogurt there's a whole machine full of yogurt I'm gonna report you to the Better Business Bureau yogurt 
Need more yogurt. <laughs> I mean, she Give was. Me yogurt. <laughs> I mean, she was a hair away from just putting her mouth on the thing and just dispensing <laughs> it down her gullet. It's a shame that Gogurt had not been invented. I know. It's just <laughs> she's probably the reason why it existed because yeah. she just needs yogurt squirted in her face at any moment. And was yeah. like, oh, that God woman needs portable damn. yogurt. People, <laughs> the people need yogurt on the go. She would be like that gremlin in Gremlins that's underneath the yeah, tap. exactly. But just the the it's just expanding. Out. Yeah, that's she exactly. Needs, she needs a year of stat. That's a yogurt IV. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, for the rest of the movie, whenever she's bitchy, yeah. we just yelled yeah. that she needs So yogurt. So this happens, <laughs> but then immediately they go to, she gets back to the newspaper. And she's like, they won't tell me about Planet, or, or about Planet X, whatever. About, <laughs> Planet X. About Project X, or whatever the fuck. Planet, Planet X. X. Yeah, so it was, Planet a, it was a big party with monkeys. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's like, they won't <laughs> tell me anything about it. And this kid wouldn't serve me yogurt. Yeah. And yogurt. then so we get the whole story <laughs> yeah. of what we've just seen. Yeah. And she's like trying to write it up in the paper. Yeah. And she's like, "We're gonna blow the lid off." Yeah, this, whole this is a shocking expose on, on yogurt, and it's like, "Oh, whatever, Shakespeare." Yeah. And is this the point when uh, when Rock weighs in and he's gained weight? Yeah, because because Marty's leading this way in where he's doing the gladiator style thumbs up or thumbs down whenever someone gets weighed, and it's yeah. like, "Yeah, thumbs up," and then everyone goes, "Yeah," and then you know, Rock gets up there and he's all sad and he doesn't want to get up there, and you know, and he's he knows, not, he knows, and he gets up there and he didn't lose any weight, so he gets the thumbs down and. Apparently that that will not stand in Mr. X's world. So this aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "You signed a contract. Yeah, you gonna lose weight." So he yeah. like follows him home. Yeah, he goes home <laughs> and starts hearing sounds like it. Like he hears his shower. His shower. Well, well, first he has a package at his front door, which he opens. Oh, well, he he's he he wandered into the newspaper office at one point. Yeah. Just start, just like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. And they're like, dude, you need to eat something. You're falling over. And they're like, give him a candy bar. He's like, no, don't give me that. A candy bar I that can't. they took out of the Doyle's right, exactly, jacket, of course. So he's like, no, I can't. Doyle he takes it, but he's like, I can't eat it. And just like, don't be a turkey. And he's like, oh, don't say turkey. I love turkey. So, <laughs> so, so he gets back to his house, and there's a package on his doorstep, which he opens, and it's a carver. It's an electric yeah, carver. electric carving set. And then the shower comes on, and we were all like, oh, there's going to be a turkey in the shower. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> this is giant perfect. Turkey. Giant turkey steaming yeah. in the shower. But mm. no, some it just Mr. X had turned the shower on but to get him in the bathroom. Does, before he goes in there, he reaches over next to the door <laughs> oh, yeah. and picks up a badminton racket. Yes, yes he does. He does. Which is sitting next to his... Making him the only black man that has ever picked up a badminton racket. Yeah. He had a whole set. (laughs) In the history of ever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he was prepared. He had all the equipment. (laughs) So 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 when he he turned on on the shower, would you say that was a misdirection? (laughs) Oh. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, you suck. (laughs) What is wrong with you? What has happened to you? (laughs) We don't know. I'm a terrible person. That's all. Yeah. So after that misdirection, he goes, basically, it's just to trap him in the bathroom because he turns the, sh- the shower off and turns around and there's Mr. X like, Hello. surprise. <laughs> and he tries to hit him with the badminton racket and it's just like, Mr. X, <laughs> Mr. X just X like, yanks it. Ah, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, you know, listen. We can't you, have people not losing you weight. You have to lose weight because that's how my business runs. And so we have to take it out of you in other ways. And so they cut off his pinky. Or yep. Mr. X cuts off his pinky yeah. with the electric carver. I really thought Mr. X was going to carve him up. That's I was hoping for it. Man, all the signs pointed to that. Yep. Like, if this was an actual movie, 
that would have happened. But I think they got to the scene and they were just like, shit, what do we do? I don't know. Cut off his pinky. So, yeah, he's well, basically they just it. like a mob boss at this yeah. point. Yeah, I'm sorry, but even it's on a low, low budget movie, this could have worked. What you do is you have guy in fat suit the entire movie. Sure. And then like you just make him lose the fat <laughs> suit. You do a little bit of like close up, you know, like ah, I'm pulling out guts yeah. and pounds of flesh. Yeah. And then like, you know, the rest of the movie, they can somehow have a way they can show like, you know, little <laughs> stitchy makeup. Sure. Where he's stitching back together. Sure. They yeah. could have done it's that. It's not hard. No, it's not hard. Yeah. They just didn't care. Anyway, he, he buys a pound of hamburger meat. Yeah, just <laughs> push it out of yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, but he, so he gets his finger cut off. Yeah. But still, just go... He, he, throughout the whole movie, he keeps going along with the evil plan, but he's always like running into a room. He's like, you gotta get out of here, girl. You, you, yeah. he's, he's trouble. He's, I gotta go. And then, <laughs> and then runs away. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, he had... Some sort of, you know, mystical hold on Yeah, but him not too. enough. I know. Well, His friendship with others was too strong. Well, according to well, the computer, she, Kathy had a 98.6% influence, influence on other people. Yeah, yeah. okay. She right, really she, that's why she was in trouble. Yeah. You had to watch but closely. I just, I just love when he shows back up at the gym. He's wearing, like, giant gloves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he goes into the bathroom and just like holds his glove up to the mirror and is just playing with the empty pinky of the glove. Like yeah. he's huh? lamenting the loss of his pinky, sure, because that or happens. something. Yeah, because <laughs> that's my favorite. Pinky. This is when Doyle has shown back up and is like, "She's, I mean, I'm going to talk to you, Mister X." Yeah, but she's like, "I want some answers." She's hanging out on one of the exercise bikes, just shoving a hamburger in her face. And she's like, hey. What? That's because there's the smash cut between the cutting the oh, pinky off, which that's is right. oh, that's right. not very good special effects, but no, still. No, but they're making still, gross yeah. sounds. And then it cuts right to her, like, shoving this hamburger face. Oh, and then it's like squishy <laughs> burgers. Yeah. 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 I will give them credit for that, yeah. that cut, because that was yeah. that that's, was actually, yeah. like, probably the only thing where they were like, hmm. hey, wait, hmm. I know what we should do. Yeah. Like, I the only this. clever idea they had yeah. throughout but, the making of this movie. But, like, he walks up to her and was like, girl, you gotta lose weight. They're gonna do stuff to you. You get, you gotta stop eating that burger. And she's like, whatever, I'll do what I want. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. And uh, she starts arguing with the owner, and then Mr. X comes in, and she argues with her or him, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Is, is that when he takes her to the pool, or is that later? That's later, That's I way think. later. Because... Well, that's because well, I think he gives her the ultimatum of like you will lose weight, right. blah blah blah. And yeah, yeah. And well, then, well, it's it's she, she threatens him with a gun later. Yeah, sure. But there's also at some point, you know, you've still got Kathy is, Kathy is and, wanting to investigate the story and yeah. getting more stressed out about things because just shit's going wrong. Right. You know, she, she knows takes, something's wrong with Rock. Yeah. And um, what's his face? Ken. God, I can't remember Ken, people's the, names. The uh, Roddy. Yeah, guy. Ken. Yeah. Ken takes her back to her place, right? And she's like all stressed out. And she's Ken's like, you know what? Now's out. the time to put the moves on her. Yeah, well, because sure. he starts doing like shoulder back rub. And she's, you know, she goes in the kitchen. She's like, well, what do you want to? What do you want to eat? I got beans. She's like, all I got is and, beans. And he's like, all right, I like beans. Whatever. And so <laughs> I like beans kinda, with you. Uh, <laughs> she hears something out the window. Yeah, yeah. she hears something outside, and like. Looks over and the can of beans that she set down is gone. Right. And she starts freaking out. Oh my God. What? And Ken comes in and he's like, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? And, and <laughs> you can hardly say it, can you? I can't. <laughs> Somebody else might have to do this. Literally, her, her, her line when he walks in, she grabs him by the collar and goes, There's somebody out there and he took my beans! <laughs> <laughs> 
so great. It's just random. Like someone put that it's down on a piece of paper. Like, yes, good, great, finished but, scene. Say <laughs> this. I don't know about you, but like anyone who's ever like written anything or like had movie ideas, like I used to have a notebook where I, like, yeah. I'd come up with a line, and mm-hmm. it was just like. Put this line down. I'm going to work it into a movie one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems like the kind of stupid thing I would have written down and said, "Yeah, can I work that in? Yeah. Yes. I yes, just, I can work you that You would in. have put it in a different movie, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. not have forced it into your, your killer liked, deal with the devil she health liked spa beans. movie. Sure. <laughs> she loved <laughs> yeah. beans. But yeah, that's it. so Ken decides to put the moves on her then. It's like, baby, you're tense. Her back rub. <laughs> it's all right, baby. I'll well, and then she gets all weird like this never happens to her when she's the most attractive person in the movie, pretty much. Mm. She's like, uh, guys don't yeah. talk like you anymore. Yeah, she's like a homely charisma carpenter. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely like a less well-endowed charisma carpenter. But still, I'm just saying like, given what's in this movie, it's like, mm, yeah. right, you know. Yeah. Somebody's getting naked. I hope it's her. Yeah. It's not. No. It's somebody else that they at like the club or something. Rode in at the last second. Yeah. We need tits. <laughs> yeah, so that goes nowhere. And then Shakespeare goes back to the club, and that's when Mr. X tries to drown her. Yeah, because she... <sighs> She's afraid of water. Yeah, they, they vaguely... They, they mention it once earlier on yeah. or something. And oh, good. when she was doing the all-water diet, he goes like, aren't yeah. you afraid of water? And she's like, I'm not swimming in it, I'm drinking it. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. She's also afraid of story. sea creatures, but that never comes up <laughs> at all in the movie. It's, on, it's in her Sequel. file. <laughs> but, well, you know, you gotta have backstory. Yeah. But Mr. X, like, confronts her, and they go into the pool room, and he sort of drowns her, but it's it's just sort of like a wake-up call. He's just like, time for you to be a woman. And then, like, the next scene is her, like, not dressed in the frumpiest burlap sack she could find, which she's been wearing for the entire movie, because her body is basically one shape. Blossom Salvation Army <laughs> donations that she was wearing the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so then she's, she's, glammed she's up, quote unquote, opinion, dolled up, but she's... Honest, honest. <laughs> <laughs> I can never mention Blossom ever again. That's a, that's a rule. Whenever you mention, he sings a song. All right, we'll put a blossom jar on the table. Whenever you mention it, you got to put a quarter in it. A blossom hat. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, we need to have six jars. A very special blossom jar. Uh, (sighs) Okay, so anyway. Can it be red? Yeah, because I understand that joke. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Ah, Sucker. So Sorry, anyway, anyway, she is back. No rails She's anymore. now She's writing like fluff writing pieces her. for the underground newspaper about how great this gym is and everyone should go there. Yeah. And Kathy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, you can't do that. What do you do? This is terrible. I have to go there and straighten this out. I, it's the only way I can. I have to go there. Yeah. But Doyle tells her he cured my mom. Yeah. Like, you and know, she'll be home in a few days. This is like Lisa's mom's cancer. It's like, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, bam. She's cured. It's like, my mom's cured. It's like, you have a mom? Yeah. I did what? Yeah. She no. did mention her mom. Yeah. She, I think. She was cured well, of Well, there life. was one thing before. Like, <laughs> she got like, where it was like I got, She got a call from her mom when she walked into to the newspaper, and she freaks out and runs off screen. Oh, yeah. That was right. like the extent of but yeah, the but he backstory says, of mom. Yeah. She says, my mom's cured. He cured my mom. Yeah. So I'm happy now. She'll be home in a and few And you should join the club, too. Right. You could stand up and lose a few you know. pounds. Yeah, and Kathy's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. So it takes off, and <laughs> he's not going to publish the story, and then they run their paper, and it they get their... They have What's-His-Face take the... Ken. Ken runs the copies to a different printer because they know that Rock is compromised because he won't... Well, that was before... He wouldn't talk to Doyle. Before Doyle had flipped, they had printed this anti-club news article 
mm-hmm. and it somehow got replaced by just a full page ad for the thing. Yeah, and that's when they went to the other printers. But then, at but the, that's also when Ken vanishes. Right, he's he goes to the other printer, and then you don't see him again for a while. Well, yeah, because Mister X shows up, and bam, he's gone. Right, but Doyle is flipped and is no longer concerned about getting her bad articles yeah. taken out. So, so Kathy goes to the basically club. interview him. Well, she demands to speak with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. which he agrees to. Well, well he no. takes her into this weird back room. Like she goes to like he's in this room back here, right? Oh, that dark. Yeah, that yeah. dark. And then like the yeah, doors well, open. At she's first, like, the owner doesn't yeah. want to talk to it, but and then sees her cross and is like, <gasps> "It's so bright. it's so bright. I can't look at it. It's, I can't look at you. Let me go take you to Mister X." <laughs> yeah, and then there's like this darkened room, and he's talking from Hello, where Harry's. somewhere within there, and he's like, "Come in, so I can see you better." And she's like, "Hell no! You yeah. come out so I can see you." And like mystery hand just yeah, pushes yeah. her in and shuts the door. And she's like, "I think yeah. it was Rock." Could have been. Yeah, it was Rock actually. Damn you! But yeah, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> this is when he basically <laughs> no, lays it on the line. He's not trying to play anymore. He's like basically spilling the plot of the movie more right. or less, where he's like souls and signing contracts and blah 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 right. didn't think it was all about weight loss did you <laughs> yeah, and yeah like, and whatever the, i'll stop you like you get the feeling that people didn't know what they were getting into anyway yeah because he's all like dave volunteered for this and like everyone who did it is like when he's when he suddenly like no you have to lose weight they're all like what the fuck are you talking about yeah I mean, what do you What do you mean? You know, we thought we signed up for twelve CDs for a penny. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is uh, basically a social statement on end user license agreements. That yeah, you should probably read these. Because, yes, uh, yes, you will start looking younger yes, and you lose weight, tale. but then your soul is your Mr. X. Mortal yeah. soul will belong to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, he gives he basically says that to her. Yep, <laughs> and she's like, no, and leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then goes home and. <laughs> And she's just like hiding behind the couch, kind of. She's yeah. looking all haggard, and yeah. Doyle shows up and is like, "I've been worried about you, and you really need to understand my mom's better, and this is better for us." And they, she offers her donuts. Well, yeah, yeah she, she, she had like donut. a dozen donuts, and there was like two left, yeah. which means she'd probably eat. Yeah, she's like one off. There's nothing donuts. wrong with eating ten donuts. No, 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 not, not at all. Not really. But anyway, like she basically goes like, "No, I went to see your mom. She's not better. If anything, she's worse." And yeah. Snap out of it! Yeah. And they they cry for a minute, and then Doyle's like, "Ah, no, Mister X, I choose Mister X." Yeah, and then runs I out. I choose you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kathy goes back to the office, and that's when Rock shows back up again to like, "No, no, you got to get out of here." Oh shit! It's Mister X. I'm on your side, Mister X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then basically he goes like, "I don't understand what it is with you, girl. You have a, more of a hold on people than you should." Yeah, uh, I'll let Rock live, and maybe let the other people live if you just get out of town and let me have this town. I guess. Yeah, because he's been at this point. I, I assume he's taken over most of the entire town because he's sure. got both printing people and he's got the he owns the, the press cop guy, you know, and the cop. Yeah, yeah. because and um, he says like, you know, I'm not going to kill you because then you'll just be a martyr, right? Yeah, well, and then he just kind of lets her go. Like he yeah. leaves, takes Rock with him, and then he kind of leaves. And then, then she's like, "All right, fuck this, I'm going back to the cops again." Right. She goes so, back to Lieutenant Case, yes, whose office is covered in plastic because they will be painting soon. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, she's like, "Here's the entire plot of the movie." And he's like, "Do you have any proof?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. can't do anything like, without well, proof." Let me help you out. Here's Mister X's address. 
Why don't you go over there and talk to him? Get some proof. And then and, come back and see me. Yeah, and she's like, how do you know his address? Office. And he's like, ah, uh, mm, I guessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. I, I guessed. I have a way of knowing things. <laughs> yeah. I'm a cop, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the ticket. Yeah. And so she My leaves. Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> that's the ticket. Kathy leaves. And so the cop starts getting phone calls from Mr. X. And Mr. X is like, did you rat me out? And he's like, nah, I didn't. I was just uh, joking. And so suddenly Mr. X is in the room and uh, well, he heard a noise up in the ceiling. Oh, so that's he right. Climbed he, up oh, on the chair. He's, he's yeah. poking up. He's, he's, he's got his ax because every cop and my has axe. his ax and he goes up and pokes up the ceiling tile. And that's when Mr. X startles him and he falls on the floor and, and sta- he dies Impales himself with, on, the axe. with his own axe. And that's, that's when Mr. X close up on Mr. X's face. Who smiles and just says, case closed <laughs> and that my friends is where the movie won me back even better is they pan over his badge that says yeah. case yeah, in like, case you forgot get that, it? that was in his case name. you forgot his, his oh. name is case that's the joke <laughs> so. jokes yeah. So, yeah he's dead mm-hmm. she goes to the corporate office <laughs> which is just some random it's office, just an building. office building yeah it's but it's like, it's just it, an industrial park doesn't she walk in in the middle of the, no so, well, she so shows up and looks on the things, and it's got like Mister X, yeah. Vice President, <laughs> oh, that's right. and then it says like "Welcome, Kathy." Well, yeah. it says like "Loose ends, trigger room, trigger room, computer room, computer room, and then like "Welcome, Kathy, yeah. welcome to die" or something. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just weird because then she kind of goes upstairs and does does she run right into Mister X? Like because he starts like giving her a tour of the place. It's it's yeah. bizarre. It suddenly becomes an interview where yeah. she's like demanding answers and he's giving them. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Well, it's also kind of like a work interview because he's like, "Let me show you my operation." Yeah, well, come over here to the loose ends room. Well, he's yeah, doing well, because the, he's she doing goes the in. She, she wanders she goes into, into the, the loose ends yeah. room and finds like her friend who got kidnapped in the very beginning. That's right. It's it's yeah, literally has, all the loose ends of the rock, movie. And, and yep. basically, these people are like stuffed. But even weirder is like this is this is she's walked in this room. She's using a flashlight, and she flashlights over one person's face. No reaction. None. Just None like, whatsoever. It's like, oh, there's it's a person what she here. expected. I think. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but as she continues, there's just lots of people in this room. She's in no way no. startled or bothered by any of it. Until, She's just until like, she oh. gets to like the one of the two daughters. Yeah. Like that she kind of knew. Yeah. I guess. It's like, oh, no, here's oh, where you ended you. up in the loose ends room because that's where loose ends yeah, go. And that's when Mr. X shows <laughs> up and is like, yeah, dialogue. I'm going to tell you and show you yes, everything. Come check out my computer room. Like a giant mainframe <laughs> computer room that runs all of hell. Which he opens with the taser. <laughs> that's how yeah, he gets he in the room. Hey, you got yeah. to have some style no, if I you're know. the prince of darkness and there's like what? a nerd in yeah. there just with a short sleeve shirt on and a tie working at one of the computers like right away mr x i'll yeah. dial up hell for you it's bizarre it's like everyone else that works in this building is like the graduating class of itt tech i mean <laughs> well, there's that scene where they're walking down the hallway where he's explaining like i'm here to take over the planet and all of mankind will serve right and like ted from accounting walks by and lady with files comes through it's like what what is this business enterprise that's going on to take over the world yeah, and she's weird. like did you brainwash all these people like He's like, no, they're no, here voluntarily. They chose to be here. They want to keep yeah. working, you know. Sure. <laughs> Times are good. tough. Unemployment stones. Yeah, we've yeah. got good benefits. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Weight loss program. Amazing health care. <laughs> so they go into like his his office and there's like a really hairy short sleeve shirt guy in there. And 
there's a girl tied up. I don't remember. It was that was just a random other random girl, girl yeah. tied he was up. Like, he was like she she was a trouble just like you, and then yeah. I will cut her. Yeah, so I'll cut her arm yeah. and then stab her in the head. Yeah, look in the top of the head. Right, and that's when Kathy's like, "Well, screw this," and just runs out of the room. Mm-hmm. And and Mister X is like, "Get her, duh." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he sends the one the one of his goons is like looks like that guy from that workaholic show. Yeah, I he mean, does. he's just like a hairy little dude like yeah. in a. Short sleeve, short sleeve shirt. shirt tie. Yeah. Like, like, what the hell would you mullet. get this guy? Yeah. yeah. And he's, she's already got like a, I don't know, a hundred paces lead start on the dude who then <laughs> falls down in the middle of the chase, just tripping over nothing in the hallway. And she makes it to the elevator and goes back down to the computer room. Well, there was a weird thing where she grabbed the matches when she was in the computer room. That never paid off at all. Oh, yeah. She snuck the all. matches like I. She dropped him. Well, yeah, because like, yeah. but she, she made, they made a point to show her like, yeah. you know, sneaking, sneaking the matches away. Like, I've got these. But yeah, um, never means a thing. Before she gets to the computer room is when she just opens a random broom closet, and that's where Ken well, it's is. It's like she knew. Well, that was like a telephone closet, and she like knew where he was. Well, yeah. um, what's his name was standing? Yeah, uh, yeah. Marty, Marty was yeah. standing outside. Yeah, that's like, right. she, the room. Yeah, she knocked down Marty and <laughs> took his keys and, and Hey, what are you doing? You're the one. You're yeah. causing <laughs> trouble. I knew it was you. And she Boilermaker. gives him the, <laughs> give him the old knee to the to cojones. Yeah, he's yeah. down for the count, and then she Poor opens guy. the broom closet, and Ken, yay, mm-hmm. who's in a tiny shirt. Yep, <laughs> a tiny course. workout shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she runs to the computer room, drops the matches in the door. So it's like, and they show a close up of that too. Like, oh, the matches are in the door. What does that mean? I, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but she she tries to get Ken to go with her to go rescue Doyle. Ken's and he's like, Ken's like you know, nope. he's like in the elevator doing the rape shower thing. He's like, no, I can't go uh-uh. back there, man. Shit, gotta go. And then like she just <laughs> takes back. like, all right, fine, get out of here. And. Yeah. She goes and finds Doyle in like this random like they made up a bedroom room because it. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah, it's that weird like it's across from the the trigger room that she tries to go in, but it's just like screaming or some, you know, it's like that room mm. in Poltergeist or it's like the bedroom in Poltergeist where the mom opens it at one point is just screaming and she slams the door real <laughs> yeah. quick. It's like yeah. that. It's like she touches the handle, it's just like Bah-dah! It's like okay, I'm not going in there. <laughs> Whatever's in there, nope. <laughs> I thought Doyle was in that room. No, this Doyle was in the unnamed room unnamed across room. Okay. from the trigger right. room. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but yeah, she just kind of grabs her and like slaps her a little bit and wakes her up and then they start they start well, no Doyle is just like, I'm so hungry, I can't move. Yeah. And she's like, Come on. And that before she drags her up to the roof is when she has gone back into the computer room. Because we haven't mentioned that Ken has designed a computer game slash virus mm-hmm. that somehow takes Bible verses and turns them into code. I don't know. But it was a gift for Ken's dad. And Ken had it on a floppy disk and she put it in her pocket. That was like an hour before any of this happened. Right. She goes back into the computer room and she's like, "What? how do I stop this? What do I? She's talking to the computer. She's like, type, please delete all your files. And the computer starts talking at this point. He's like, nope. Sorry, not doing that. You lost. Well, it's not like that. It's like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, I will Kathy. not. Right. Well, he keeps calling her whatever last name, comma, first name is. Yeah. Too. But then eventually it says something like, even God can't help you now, Catherine. She's like, God. Could, could that be it? So she pull, slowly pulls out the disc like it's this revelation, slowly puts uh, it in the machine. She's like, oh, no, there's a password. What is it? Oh, is it God? That's so simple. That might just be it. Types in God, and then the computer just starts going <laughs> random garbage all over the screen, Daisy, and it starts Daisy. a ten-minute countdown to self-destruct because it's been compromised. Sure, because mm-hmm. that's yeah, how good idea. the 
got the devil computer works. Sure. Yeah. So immediately all the loudspeakers in the building is like 10 minutes till self-destruction. Nah. And <laughs> that's when she drags Doyle up to the roof because mm-hmm. they can't get uh, out the front door. For well, because they were starting to go down the stairwell and they saw Mr. X like a right. flight below and she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're, just, they're just dragging. God, like, Doyle cements her uselessness too because she like can't even walk. No, nothing. Like she's, they have to drag her. Fat ass everywhere. <laughs> well, it's she's the worst. When they get up to the roof, they just sort of plop her down, and then she's useless for the entire rest of the scene. She's just—it's like she's <laughs> Ralphie's brother from A Christmas Story. She can't get up. <laughs> she's just sort of rolling back and forth, like so hungry. Oh. Yeah. But then there's like a rooftop chase where they uh, just sort of slink around for a while, and nothing much happens from that. And yeah, well, and like Ken, Ken comes out of nowhere. Ken's yeah, there. yeah. Like tries to grab he gets him. tasered immediately. Yeah, because he just keeps doing this thing where he just just like punch or taser someone yeah. behind the back. Like he never even looks or flinches. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like a cool guy thing. Yeah, but, but it's not done very well. Yeah, and then then Doyle tries to like grab his leg, and it's just like, so oh, I thought it was a just turkey leg, the <laughs> limpest grab of an ankle ever. It's just yeah. like, oh, please don't move anymore. Yeah. God, like somehow, somehow Doyle and, and Kathy like end up going down the stairs. Like, as well, they the, struggle yeah. with Mr. X and tase him. Yeah. And then he, that's how they get past him back down the stairs. And, and they then, get to the front door yeah. basically like three, two, one. Well, the, well, Ken is like <laughs> confronted some other random nerd who's never shown up before. Oh, that's right. And this guy is like wearing the tiny little muscle shirt and he's roided out. And this little computer nerd guy is kicking his ass and <laughs> holding him down. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But, yeah. And, and if but you don't know like, how to fight, you don't know how to fight. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but he's like, go on without me. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay. I'll take care of this guy. Yeah. Punch. Yeah. So they get outside and, and build stock blows footage up. explosion. I swear to God, it was quick clips from Die Hard. They ripped <laughs> off like two or three shots of that building exploding from Die Hard. It was something. Yeah. But anyway. Basically, yeah. building explodes, and they're like, oh, no, all our friends were in there. We, we can't tell anyone. We won, but we can't tell anyone. Yeah, well, and Kathy does the, go to hell, Mr. X. Yeah. You go to hell and you die. Yeah. They do wailing and rolling around and gnashing of teeth and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and there's like this other little pre- in credits thing where obviously Mr. X isn't dead and he's, he's in some other they fade they, they cross fade to San Francisco and yeah. some guys like my Meanwhile. business is failing what do we do and Mr. X is like I believe I could help you dun, dun. credits credits all right so let's rate this thing shall okay. we okay let's do that do we do we give it a Stargrove because the cat soundtrack was amazing <laughs> no no Stargrove no for, no because cat based synthesizer <laughs> music it was all Let's just, explain this. It was all just one instrument that sounds like a cat. And so for the whole movie, we just yeah, made yeah, cat. The synthesizer <laughs> hit that pitch that yeah. was just Constant cat. meowing. And then there was the pot. Oh, yeah. The tension pot. Mm-hmm. Dun, clank, clank. Dun, dun. That's the law and order sound. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. Only slower. Dun, dun. Yeah. Dun. Okay, fine. No start off. Yeah, well, no. it wasn't like telling the story of the movie. I know, I know. Just, I know. I'm just saying. We had too much stupid fun. Fair enough. It. Let's rate it. Yeah. Real rating time. Two jocks. Also two jocks. Because there was enough... I enjoyed it in the same way I enjoyed Birdemic. Mm-hmm. In that there were enough scenes of it that were just laugh out loud. <laughs> Holy shit, like somebody did this straight. <laughs> but it is the funniest damn thing ever. Mm-hmm. There was enough of that in this movie yeah. that I could give it to. But I couldn't really go any longer because it's really long. Like this, it's... Uh, what, what was it? It's an hour fifty. Yeah, an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah. I didn't. So I didn't want. So it's ninety on the. It's an 90. hour. Trust me. Yeah, we had this dilemma earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you could cut 
literally half an hour out of this movie. Oh, sure. Just out of like people walking into buildings, you know, just the slow stalking. Well, we didn't even mention the, the, the side story of the chick in the spa, the one person who does get naked. Oh, I mean, I was just yeah. saying, like, there's like it's weird not a story. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, they- yeah, she was gonna talk to Kathy, but yeah. he go he burns her, and yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the one excuse for somebody to get naked, and yeah. you know, it's, I'm just saying, well, there's like stuff we didn't even talk about. Yeah, but yeah, it's just you, a treasure trove. You, of- you literally <laughs> could cut out half an hour of this movie, and it would be no different whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, there are at least half a dozen plot lines that go nowhere. And that's why I cannot go any higher than two. But on a Birdemic level, there is some funny shit in this movie. Yeah. <sighs> I, I can I can actually give it a three because I I did enjoy the stupidness of this movie for some mm. strange reason. And I'm I'm clearly I'm only basing this on enjoyment had. Like, this is not a well-made movie. No. There are some really stupid things that happen. It's a little yes. bit too long. But I would love to have a DVD copy of this cleaned up. <laughs> like, I would love to see this again, like, not shitty VHS rip like we oh, saw. Oh, and perhaps without the ear-piercing <laughs> noise. Yeah. Like, somebody's digital tracking was off on Dog the whistle that noise yeah. that only... Only BJs can hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mackie could hear it a little bit, but it drove yeah. me crazy. I'm kind of between a one and a two. I can go two on it. Um, I'm surprised you're not more gleefully. Same here. I'm surprised you're not gleefully giving this a three or a four. (laughs) I can give it a two. I can give it a good solid two then. Um, You know, I mean, I do like the goofy badness, but I also like it when people know what they're doing and it's goofy bad because that for some reason makes it funnier to me. I, I mean, I guess I, the thing that struck me most about this movie that was, like, really funny was the cop with the axe because it was so fucking random and, like, none of the rest of the movie is really wacky in any way. There's, like, a line of dialogue here and there that's wacky, but there's certainly no tone to it that's, like, wacky comedy. You, you never know what's no. going to be in the next scene, but just cop with the axe for no reason, chopping a, uh, apples at first and then <laughs> killing himself with it. I You know, that kind of stuff is good. Kill himself. Um, yeah. Yeah, he had a little help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, the other two spa movies are better. They they just are. And I had more fun with this one, strangely enough. Well, I, yeah, I, I I can't argue with that. I just think the other two movies are better. Oh, yeah. They're definitely better made movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one I mean, uh, what was it? Which the second one we watched? Not Despa. Ever, Despa. Despa definitely had like a little bit more of a budget. I mean, that yeah. was in a crazy nice club and computers. Were, they had computers. Yeah. Actual computers. <laughs> But anyway, well, well, I just had, I had more fun with this st- stupid little movie. That's fine. I'm glad everybody liked it. So apparently, I was they, worried. I was seriously worried. <laughs> I was when it started. Yeah, I, I was I worried thought, for I thought about it might not make, eighty minutes. <laughs> I figured it might not make the five minute yes. rule. They, there was a point where I was wondering if it was going to make the five minute rule. Yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know. I, I honestly thought BJ's ears were going to start bleeding and that we were going to no, have to I, stop yeah. it purely I, on that. It did give me a headache, but and apparently there's a sequel. Yes, of sorts. Club Dead. From what I can tell, it's not a sequel. It's re-edited footage. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think is this the end of our workout? Never journey? say never. Never say never. We we said that last we week. We thought and last somebody week. Brought this one. So there's still hope. Don't yeah. don't give up. Never never, <laughs> never give up. up never, never surrender. surrender. <laughs> okay. So October month may continue. It just hey. You never know what could happen. Well, we will have an October theme movie next week. Regardless. Oh, absolutely! Yes. yes, that we can guarantee. Will it involve working out or gyms? I don't know. Meh. We will see. Only tune time in will next tell. time. <laughs> That's our cliffhanger, Actually, cliffhanger ending. Yeah. Right. Actually, tune in after the break. 
Yeah, speaking of breaks, let's and take we'll tell one. you more. Please. Okay. Welcome back. Hey, Bevcast. Hey. hey. It's the second half of the podcast. Yep. That's All right. Here. Let's do it. So, Bond, huh? Bond. Bond. Twine. Twine. So, we're rolling deep into the Pierce Brosnan years of the all four now. The world is yep. not enough. Yep. Yep. 75% through them. The world. 1999's The World Is Not Enough. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. Directed enough. by action superstar Michael Apted. Yes. Yes. As opposed to Turner and Hooch Superstar of the last one. Yeah. Yep. So let's not go there. Uh, this guy's <laughs> resume is equally non-action-y. Okay. <laughs> Captain Thunderheart here. Well, at, at least Spottis would like understood that just because you can film an explosion mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you know how to film an action scene. <laughs> because Michael Apted does not know how to film an action scene. Okay. In the fucking least. A, I, compared to what? I the thought, boat chase is badass. Yes, the boat Everything chase is badass. Everything else sucks. Just straight up geography's bad. Reaction shots, the worst. Yeah. Just. It's not a good movie. Okay. Pacing sucks. It's effects are visible in scenes. Yeah. Like incredibly visible. Is this like, a Blu-ray thing? Did you both watch this on Blu-ray? I watched it on DVD and was okay. shocked at how bad DVD looks. <laughs> yeah, Chuck's been used to watching everything in HD, and he I, borrowed the one DVD I had left. Yeah, holy god, it looked terrible. But yeah. that that did not color my yeah. opinion of this movie. I, I was just bored to tears. Okay, I like to call this movie the cold open is not enough. <laughs> and this is my favorite Brosnan movie, and will remain that way because I I've seen Die Another Day twice, and I remember it enough to know that it blows. So. I'm going to spoil that that is not going to get a good rating. I don't doubt it. Everything I keep hearing about it indicates that it's going to be a piece of shit, but this is just not good. It's it's the worst of the Brosnans this thus far. It's it It's nonsense. Yeah. It's utter nonsense. Nope. I have no idea what's going on in this movie. None. Okay. Well, it's it seems pretty clear. I don't understand this really. Okay. I mean, okay. well, here's the deal. Well, the opening scene it was originally supposed to end where he just uses the belt to jump off the building. Okay. That was going to be the cold to go into the credits. Mm-hmm. That's, they moved all that other shit and edited it down to make it so the open was only 15 minutes long instead of, you know, a half hour, which it probably would have been if they had kept it yeah. intact the way it was. But that kind of is one of those things that just shows how far off they were from what people wanted out of a Bond movie and expected at that point. Because they keep, you know... They keep upping the ante with all these movies. The body counts keep getting higher, and the shit that's happening keeps getting crazier. And this one kind of forgot about a lot of that. I'm glad. This is why I like this one. Bond isn't a mass-murdering fuckhead. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's an awful fuckhead in this movie. He's a... He doesn't he doesn't mass murder people to get where he's trying to go. No, that's what bothered he, me about Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies. He zeroes in on it, what he believes to be is a wounded woman so he can have his way with her. Uh, where he, he's like looking over her file and instantly just touching the screen like I love her. I must have her cuz she's damaged like me. I don't I, I don't go with that, that at all. Chuck, but 
it was I, creepy. It was beyond creepy how he latched onto her. Like, just I will be your protector and your your lover, and I will be your father figure. It's just it was gross yeah. to me. It was just gross. <laughs> just gross. Chuck, it, it, they're putting that on the box. Well, no, so I mean, you know. like they give this the, they give this anniversary release. They give this woman's whole backstory about how she's been through this horrible traumatic experience and all this and blah blah blah. And he's just like, well, I will romance her. He did, uh, <laughs> she was the one all over him. Because I mean, he, she had an agenda. Yeah, I know. So therefore, in the end, it makes it even all all, all the more better. I'm saying, like, he resisted at first, but number one, because he was directed not to have any any you know interaction with her in that way and number two is just like she's just all over him i mean is that, at the end of the day he's bond you know it's like <laughs> it's a chick who's seriously coming on to me you're gonna tell me bond isn't gonna go all right i know i just i i think i this My, whole movie just rubbed me the wrong way okay yeah it's the first hour or so isn't bad it's just you have that incredible opening and then you have a ski chase that doesn't work because of the way it's filmed and the way it's paced and the way they lose track of geography significantly and then guys just like fly into each other kind of like not even understanding how their little things work but they set her up well I think and they kind of give her some depth so I don't like I enjoy those parts of it Mm -hmm. but then it's once Renard finally shows up 49 minutes into the movie because I fucking timed it going, <laughs> where the fuck is Robert Carlyle? Yeah. Shows up and he's worthless. Like he's just flat out fucking worthless in this movie. I don't understand what other the point than for a couple times is. to say, I don't feel pain and not really do much with that at all. The thing That's- is though, he obviously does feel pain because there are, he gets into fights with bond where bond like hits him and that incapacitates him for a minute. Yeah. It's like, if you don't feel pain, you should just be like Jaws. You should just be shrugging this off and going, ha you've done nothing yeah. to me. But worse than him, Denise Richards shows up oh, fuck. shortly after that. Dr. Jones. And you know what? <laughs> We've obviously seen a shit ton of Bond movies at this point. Mm-hmm. We can handle terrible acting there have been, from the women in our Bond movies. There has been some. She tops them all, for one. Mm. And second character completely superfluous could cut her out of the movie don't need her i will agree with other that. than a chick to bone at the very end mm-hmm. that's so. the only fucking reason she exists well, in they, that movie they haven't and tried so we can make yeah. ridiculously shitty puns oh, about her name at the, no come on no i enjoyed the jokes I, I enjoyed no. the joke he made at the beginning where she says, don't make any jokes. I've heard them all. And he's like, I don't know any doctor okay. jokes. I'm I like, did like that That's one. fucking funny. Okay. That, that was, is that quick one, yes. and clever. And it's just like, okay, But good. the two at the end, I just wanted to <laughs> punch my TV. Just oh. fucking oh, punch oh, it. Oh, what, yeah. Okay. The one, I know <laughs> the one line the he does at have, the end. which is just, you know, oh, I thought Christmas only came once. Yes. I was just like, Fuck you. Jesus Christ. That is the worst fucking line. Yeah. But well, she, I like well, that she, they, she also says something about unwrapping your package. Yeah, yeah. I know that their whole exchange once is like mission is over, time to Christmas bone. in Turkey. Yeah, you know, I know all that. Uh, just God. But I did. It's I, like they just wrote a bunch of them, and then they're just like, well, "Fuck it, use all." Of them. <laughs> just I did, fuck it, use all. Of them. I did like though that they went back to the whole M, and everyone in the room is is like, "Let's see what Bond is up to," and say congratulations. And it's like, oh, he's fucking someone. Oh dear. <laughs> Don't they I, always know that's what Bond's doing? Uh, they're always surprised if by that. If Bond is not directly in their line of sight, he's fucking a chick. I know. 
If they don't know where he is, he's <laughs> fucking a chick. That's Bond. And John Cleese's out of that situation was so bizarre. Well, it must be some pre-Y2K bug. Well, gotta go. <laughs> I thought that was awesome, because, like, Q is always the one who was, like, most horrified by that for whatever reason. I know. Or, or horrified slash, like, jealous. Yeah. But, like, I just like that he was like, oh privacy for Bond, right. you know yeah, like, I, no, just that like was that. fine i just i just I, I just love that everyone is always so shocked by it it's like yeah. oh he's boning someone the love of god bond it's I, like what, what of course but, he is i mean they, they couldn't they couldn't have pulled a one they, had, they haven't tried to pull a one bond woman since like what living daylight so that was the only one where he, yeah living daylight. Yeah. i mean then that yeah, i think people were like what the hell is this what's this one right. chick thing so i mean even us we were like hey yeah but i'm just saying like i mean <laughs> well goldeneye kind of is because it's it's well he doesn't like bone on the top but it's like yeah. she's there and yeah I guess. sexy or whatever <laughs> you know sexual character well he bones the doctor in this so he yeah. get well yeah, <laughs> he yeah get approved to go on the that's mission. true but i mean well he also bones the evaluation person at the beginning of goldeneye too right <laughs> that's yeah. right but yep. yeah but anyway I'm, I'm what i'm saying is like the thing is like you're, you're saying about robert carlisle not being necessary not showing up for so long he's not the main villain well yeah i know that's what's that's what i think is what's beautiful about this movie is like for once, they let the woman be the main villain in a Bond movie. Basically. Besides Octopus, in which I villain, and that's yeah. not even yeah. yeah. She, but this, this is the first time it's like okay, this is the first time this has ever happened where it's the they flip the switch and then she's full on. But man, I mean, the problem is they flip the switch and right. she is just like suddenly fucking evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like ha ha ha, cackling ha. I'm which evil. then I don't understand the ski scene at the beginning at all. If this was part of her plan the entire time, like who's attacking her? Was she faking being claustrophobic? I mean, what what was all that? You know, it's like how yeah. much are you willing to go through to get Bond well, to because believe he wanted, you? He, he wanted full. Uh, oh, I can't believe I have to explain all this. All right, <laughs> I think you guys just tuned out of this movie too much. All right, because her ultimate plan wasn't necessarily to take down Bond; it was to get to M to get revenge on her. Right, yeah. and by by Bond failing, it she can she can cry home and go like, "Yeah, I need you to come save me." Yeah. and then she comes, and then you know. Bond fucked up, okay, I have to do this, and then, oh, hey, I kidnapped him. I just thought there were long stretches between action scenes that were dull, and then the action scenes were like, conceptually, this is interesting, it's not done very well. Like, when they foreshadow the the giant helicopter buzzsaws, I was like, okay, yep, that's coming back, and that's going to be awesome. And then when they show up, you're just like, oh, this is lame. And it's cutting through this barn, and like, every time... There are ropes outside pulling the walls giant down. giant fucking ropes that you can see pulling the walls down. I'm like... I I asked you, I like I watched the DVD and then I you hadn't watched it yet and I asked you it was like watch this scene on the Blu-ray and tell me if they've removed these goddamn ropes that are pulling the walls down. Nope, nope, they didn't. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know. It's it's like the ideas got grander, but no one ever figured out how to practically do it without just showing the strings, for lack of a better yeah expression. And, the the biggest thing for me actually that just drives me crazy about this movie is the script as far as making her just cackling evil by the end of it but also taking stuff setting it up for a long time and then negating it immediately like m trying to get the locator chip to let people know they spend they set it up they have her have the locator they have her try to get the clock she gets the clock later Set it up. She gets the signal through. The guys go, oh, we found them. They're somewhere, and we're going to go. And then, bam, explosion negates all that. Mm-hmm. Same thing um, when they get themselves blown up in the um, in the pipeline. Yeah. Bond's dead. Bond's dead. 
like next fucking scene guys like hey bond's here he's still alive yeah, yeah that was like, weird it's, it's immediately them on the phone going oh bond's alive okay it's like why even bother using stuff like that that was I mean, that was a weird transition it was it was odd that everyone was like okay bond's dead oh wait no here, here he is. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that's so anticlimactic because it's set up. They do, they take so long to set things up and then diffuse it. Literally, like not even diffuse it, but like render it completely pointless. Yeah. Thirty seconds later. Yeah. That shit drives me crazy, and it's just lazy ass script writing. And I mean, I didn't, I did not hate it. I was just very disappointed by it. I, I there's so much potential in everything they're doing. Just you know, kind of making the on her majesty secret service. If Diana rig had turned bad is yeah. basically what they were going for. You can tell. Yeah. And they just, I don't think it works. I don't think any of it works. And I mean, like as much as I like the, the boat chase stuff, the, the, the way that they have turned bond into Schwarzenegger, basically in the things that he is doing, the, the faith that he has in the stunts that he's about to do, which is basically like, like, Leaping out of that, flying through the air in that boat, leaping out of it to jump onto a rope holding a hot air balloon is crazy. I mean, it, it's <laughs> you yes, it's crazy. You but can't I don't train think for it. You can't. No, there, but there's no MI6 training that would allow you to go. I could do that. As far as all the crazy bond <laughs> shit, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. But it's just like from like the moment in Goldeneye where he just runs and jumps off the cliff to because to, he knows he's going to get that plane. It's just like right then the movie sort of took this different turn of just like, well, you yeah. know, and like I said, I, I feel like I'm defending this movie, but this movie's still going to be in my bottom, bottom half, but so are all the other Brosnan ones. I don't yeah. like Brosnan Bonds. I think he's a good Bond that is in a series of not good yeah, movies. Because once again, he's good. He's yeah. really good in this movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I mean, he's just saddled with shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, and, like I said, this is my favorite of his, but that's not a glowing praise. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing what's coming with Die Another Day, it's like, <laughs> yeah. God, I feel I feel bad for the guy at this point because it's like he he played Bond terrifically. I don't I don't remember how good he was in <laughs> Die Another Day, it's, but these three, yeah. he's easily the best part of every no, movie. And like yeah. I said, I, I I think it's a bigger problem because I movies of this time period are usually some of my least favorite because especially studio driven um I don't know, like colossal blockbuster you know driven things mm-hmm. it was just like get a director doesn't matter what they've done before get a writer doesn't really matter what they've written before you know we've got these actors we got a whatever and shit out of movie mm-hmm. and that's and i hate that it's like the mid to late 90s movies and even yeah. in the early 2000s were like that and it was yeah. just like just mercenary fuck. yeah it was just yeah it was like mercenary movie making and, and it's weird because eventually it, it turned around again it, it took some time but it's like you, you had that renaissance of independent filmmaking where all of a sudden you know the the tarantinos and, and things like that were winning the oscars or you know or, or in the oscar leads mm-hmm. and like you know hollywood's uh, you know like freaking out and like it seems like some years later where they were like okay when, when it comes to these big things we need to get big directors that are right for the project where it's like the marvel movies are a perfect example where it's like they'll pick directors and it's like really you're gonna get them like they're they're actually going to do this movie mm-hmm. you know and like and things like that where it just seemed like in, in the mid '90s that would have never, ever, ever happened. You would yeah. never have a Christopher Nolan making a Batman movie. You never have Joss Whedon making an Avengers movie. I, I even think I'm. I, I got to be. I got to be honest. I'm worried about Skyfall simply because of the director. Sam, it, that does seem like an odd Sam Mendes is a weird choice. He's yeah. never made a movie of that scale. I mean, I, I've liked his movies for the most part, but it's a weird choice for a big actually mm-hmm. blockbuster it feels like they're falling back into this like, well, he's a Oscar caliber director, yeah. so he can make this movie, and it's like. 
dude made American Beauty. Where was where was train blowing <laughs> up in that? I don't, you know. Well, you know, I have that did floating do road bag. To yeah. yeah, but there wasn't like a ton of action going on in that. It was yeah. more style than action. Style's okay. I mean, yeah. like, especially these last two Brosnan ones where it's very clear they were just like, we need a name. Let's get someone who has a resume. It doesn't matter what's on the resume. Let's yeah. just get someone who who knows how to well, direct a film. Well, Michael Apted is like, was like a, that was a go-to yeah. guy in the early 80s sure. to like make good, solid movies that made a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I am not, yeah. I am not knocking that oh, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. He's had a hell of a career. I'm just saying it just felt like it was just like, he's available. Okay, he can do the next Bond sure. movie. It was like this, this weird, like, hey, we got... Michael Apted had to do the next Bond movie, and everyone was like, uh, okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, okay, he'll get all the drama parts right. Yeah. I don't know about the action, but I know that he'll get the character interactions and sure. that right. And I still, I that's don't what think I like he, about it. <laughs> I don't think he does in this one. Like, like those are the parts where I'm just like, oh, get on with it. The, ab- the absolute, like, if I had to pick one thing that just, like, makes me roll my eyes beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. I mean, of course, it's about Denise Richards, but it's like she comes out of the nuclear silo and she's wearing the Tomb Raider outfit. I'm like, what the fuck? Nuclear physicist would ever wear any shit like that. I, I don't know. care what kind of body yeah. you have. That is stupid. I like, I mean, it's just like that was such a blatant like, Jesus Look, Christ. And they, even, yeah. they, don't, they never even explain why no. she's there. No, I mean, why no. she's she's just sort of. Well, yeah. she brushes it off. It's like you know, she's. It makes it yeah. sound like she has some troubled backstory of like how I don't know she was yeah, voted out of every academic society. Into it. It's like, well, okay, are you really smart? I mean, are you just you, you've slept your way into each gig? What's the deal, <laughs> Christmas yeah. Jones? But in, what's your story, Christmas Jones? <laughs> in thinking about the bon- the Brosnan bonds, though, mm-hmm. it's like I've realized they are in their own Bond universe, and especially because he never like she says, "Oh, you've lost someone," and they don't do anything with that except have him just move on and ignore the question because it's like you've got you've got um zakowski you've got um joe don baker's character you've got these things that don't exist in any other like they're proxy characters for other characters yeah yeah Yeah. there's no felix leiter there's you know i mean the the closest tie this one has to any of them is when is desmond llewellyn well that and the title because when he says it and whoever says, you know, yeah. yeah, he says family motto. I was like, okay, well, that blatant reference to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which I thought was good that they did, because I remember yeah. when we watched it, we were like, hey, that's okay. But they feel very much like Goldeneye was the first reboot. Well, they, they and were. Casino Royale, Royale is the were. next yeah. reboot. Yeah, I watched, there was a um, there's a Bond thing that's been playing on Epics, I think it was. Oh, the um, Everything or Nothing. Yeah. And I mean, they clearly say when, they, when they're when firing up Goldeneye, they're like, this is a reboot. Yeah. Like, I mean, they knew... Uh, Cubby Broccoli was dying and like right. he was about to be out of and they're like we're gonna shift the focus of these things and yeah. start it over basically new M new everything new Money Penny you know well and I, I could feel that movies. I could feel that too in Goldeneye like especially during the first conversation he had with M where M was basically like don't make this a personal vendetta it's not like she said don't make this another personal vendetta like the mm-hmm. one you just had in your last adventure it was do not make it personal yeah it was basically undoing all of that and just saying okay we're starting over. We yeah, will have nods to the past, but nothing really, you know. It's just a shame that Brosnan was saddled with shitty filmmaking, basically. In retrospect, yeah. It Especially the CG. Like, the CG on some of those blades when the planes goes up is yeah. just awful. It's like, I, it, it amazes me that it took filmmakers that long to figure out how to light CG. Yeah. Like, just how to do the lighting when they're rendering these things. You know, I mean, I say I want to feel bad for everybody involved, but these movies made a fuck ton of money. I oh, mean, yeah. they just made so much money. So, you know, whatever. They got what they, you know, 
They yeah. gave people what they wanted at the time. No, they don't hold up, but whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, going to be Wait, fun. Yeah, next we didn't week. even talk about the theme song, which is it's literal actual physical garbage i mean it's just kind of it's like, just middle of the road yeah i mean it, i mean it, it's by garbage it's, it's not an overly good song it's, it's interesting that it's from the villain's point of view yeah it's about it yeah otherwise it's, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a throwaway song i won't even get into my problem with the song oh okay oh, why not now you have oh, to oh it's the nah what <laughs> It reminds me of some Carpenter's song that I don't know. So he says that's the, the Carpenter song that they sing in Tommy Boy when it comes on the radio. Okay, and they're like, you know, turn the radio. I don't want to turn it, and then they all start singing it. The both songs start the same way with the okay. exact same notes. So whenever the song kicks in in the soundtrack on this, all I can, all my brain does is play the Carpenter song in my head, right. yeah, which is fair. not what you want playing in your head during a Bond movie. No, that's fair. I, I, there are songs like that for yeah. me where it's like it kicks in, and I'm like, oh, oh, and then I'm like disappointed that it's not the right. song I think mm-hmm. it is. Exactly. Time. So it just yeah. distracted me. Me. Sure. So. And real quick, David Arnold, good job once again. Better than Tomorrow Never Dies because he kind of makes it a little bit more his own. Yeah, a little more uh, kind of techno-y. I mean, they, yeah. like the but opening not thing, yeah. excessively. Yeah, not like a. No, you know. no. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I love that dude. I want to give him a hug. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, die another day next week. I can't wait to hear what Chuck thinks of this. <laughs> Some tells me Chuck's gonna just like eat up all. I of know it. that's gonna be the weird thing. I'm gonna be. I'm afraid like you're actually gonna love it. And I will say the. The thing, the one scene you've probably seen before, the car chase in the ice castle thing, is cool. That's why they put it in video games. That's why they want to put it in the new one. It's mm. not in the new one. <laughs> I thought it was. He hasn't made it there yet. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm saying, like, it, it has moments, but God, it's overall just pretty awful. Sweet. Yeah. So, I saw Seven Psychopaths. Oh, okay. Where did you see them? <laughs> At the Tinseltown Movie Theater. Oh, I could see three wow. others right now. Yeah. Yes. Strip um, slash South of <laughs> Yeah, Christopher Walken. Hey, good. Oh. Sam Rockwell. Hey. Good. Oh, I have no. Um, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Nah. Hey, he's just kind of there. <laughs> I don't. Have Colin it. Farrell's so weird. We we had this conversation when we were talking about Fright Night. It's like he continually continually makes me not overly impressed by him, but he's choosing interesting projects. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm never like, God, I hate you, Colin Farrell. But like, yeah, the movies he's, he's very much the audience cipher in this film. Okay. Because everything is kind of happening around him, and all these people are talking to him yeah. and explaining the plot to him. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson is, oh, he's become that dependable Woody Harrelson. Like this is the, I'm out to kill we, somebody. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. Oh, we signed you I can on to still play do, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I can still do like, I'm going to do all the standard stuff, but I'm going to have like one or two little twists to this character that make it my own. Still which got is a what, little bit of natural born killers in him. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those movies that, the script had to have read more like a book than a movie script because it's very much nonlinear stuff. A lot of, okay, this is a metaphor for this. This is referencing that Hmm. it's a lot. There's a lot more depth there and you can tell like this movie, the majority of it was the writing of the script Mm -hmm. as far as time consumed, Hmm. as opposed to like a bond film where they're handing people, Handing people yeah. scripts the day they're shooting. Read like, this, like, go. Like this, it's like it's very much in the Tarantino mold of this was meticulously crafted and everything was paced in a very particular way. And I really, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, mm-hmm. but it was, it was not what I was expecting. Let's put it that way. Are the commercials misleading? <sighs> Somewhat, because I mean it's a dark comedy. It is super violent. Oh, it's not wacky. No. Oh, 
No, and, I, and as soon there as I saw that first it. commercial, I was like, if this is from the guy that did it in Bruges, yeah. no. No, it is super violent. <laughs> yeah, but those commercials so ready for that. Like, oh, it's wacky. Yeah. yeah, well, you got, you know, <laughs> yeah, you got Christopher Walken right. there. Put your hands up. No. You know, they got all <laughs> that stuff. I have stuff. a gun. So? Yeah. So? So? Yeah. Too bad. So what? <laughs> so. I don't uh, care. Yeah, it's just. When I see walking on screen, it's so weird because we're just not going to get anyone like that anymore. No. Because someone that weird and that weird looking, like, just, they don't get cast in movies anymore. It's like, how pretty are you? Wow. Can you remember your lines? Okay. Hey, we have hope. Steve Buscemi will turn 60 one day. He can just turn a little bit weirder. that's true. That's true. But just like... he's doing every Adam Sandler movie. God, like... And he's just so effortless in how good he is at doing these things. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you just feel like the whoever's directing him is just like, oh, I'm God, not. Thank I'm, you for this. Well, or they're just like, I'm not going to tell him what to do, you know, because you know, Walken's like, he's well, not going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, Walken's just going to do whatever the fuck. Well, I was going to walk yeah. over here. Yeah, he's just going to do whatever the hell <laughs> he wants laugh. to do. <laughs> like, well, turn the camera yeah. on him. What's he doing? I don't know. Yeah. Follow him. <laughs> Maybe smack my hand on the table a couple times. But it, it is... I don't know. It it feels like one of those 90s movies, but in a good way. There hasn't been one of those in a while. Yeah. And it, it's Roughly just... 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those very solidly edited, very... Everything happens exactly when you know that they wanted it to happen. Oh. It, it just feels like one of those movies that wasn't compromised by anything. Mm-hmm. But it's still... There's something keeping me from loving it. So I'd probably say like four out of five for yeah. it. But I feel I, the same way about in Bruges. I mean, it's a great movie and like it's it's really good. But like there's always like when it's over, it's like didn't love it. Really good. Didn't love it. Just something missing. Yeah. yeah. Like I think it's like that rewatchability thing. Like most of those quote unquote 90s movies, except for a lot of the derivative later ones, mm-hmm. yeah. are infinitely rewatchable because it's like this was new. This was interesting. You know, and, and, you know, snappy dialogue type of thing. And mm-hmm. it's just like, there's something missing there that makes me want yeah, to Yeah, it's like there's nothing it. you could really complain about yeah. in the movie. Like, you're not like, oh, well, that sucked. You know, there was, there's nothing like that, but there's nothing that made me just latch onto it and champion it. But it's going to be one of those that in six months when people start renting it, because I mean, it'll be out of the theaters by next week, most likely. Yeah. But when people start renting it, they're going to be like, dude, you need to check this out. You know, it's going to get that cult status because it's going to get passed around in that same way. So, it's definitely worth checking out. So, you saw something. Yeah, I did. Wow. <laughs> you wanted to talk about it. You demanded they be able to talk about this. I must, people must know <laughs> that I saw Larry Crown. <laughs> Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Together yeah. again. Yeah. Speaking of the 90s. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing I've always said about Tom Hanks. I've always lamented the fact that the Tom Hanks up through, like, the burbs is, I love that guy. And then he started making important movies, and my Tom Hanks was lost forever. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, he comes back and makes a just non-event kind of silly comedy, and I was like, I should probably watch that, because I'm always lamenting that he gave this up. And then I saw that he also wrote and directed it, and I was like, well, I like that thing you do, so maybe this will be a good thing. And then I'm looking at the supporting cast, and it's like Brian Cranston is in it, and just you know, just a whole bunch of... of, of people who you they didn't bother to advertise or were in it that help a movie when they're in them are in it so i was mm-hmm. like this might be pretty good and it's average <laughs> it is so just directionless and has no idea there, there's no focus in this movie whatsoever he's basically a guy who works for kmart uh it's not kmart it's a, a mate you know s mart kind mart, of thing mart. yeah 
and he he gets fired because he never went to college because okay. they have a corporate policy that everyone has to be eligible for promotion but if you never went to college you're not eligible for for promotion so instead of getting sued for discrimination they have to fire you so like he goes back to community college and takes a class and works in a diner and everyone loves him and the end okay <laughs> yeah i mean it's like there's all these like themes running throughout the movie that are kind of serious and contemporary and you think well maybe this is going to tackle them it's like he he loses his house and and you know has to go back to working in a diner because he can't get work anywhere mm-hmm. it's all just is it just stuff that happens it's is it like i called god i can't remember now but is it like one of those movies that's just a parent movie where it's like, let's go see a story. It is It is an absolute... Everything works out at the end. It is a movie for people to say, I like that Tom Hanks. I like that Julia Roberts. Let's go see a movie where I won't be offended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's, boy. And it's one of those movies where it's like, hey, those that, two people are the leads. Let's get them together at the end of the movie, even though it makes no sense whatsoever. Yep. The end. It's a, total, it's a parent's <laughs> movie. It's exactly what it is. I, I was... It, it hurt me. That it was not what I wanted it to be. Like, I felt like, oh, good, this, he's back, finally. And, and there's a couple of jokey moments in it that are funny, but in no way is it in any way good. It, mm. is, it is somewhat watchable. Somewhat watchable. It's no Joe versus the Volcanoes. No, it's say. absolutely... You better not be saying that sarcastically. I'm not. Okay, good. Um, it's the best Coen Brothers movie that was never directed by a Coen brother. Yeah, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty out there. Um, yeah, there's just... There's just no imagination to this at all. I don't. I don't know what they were trying to do or say, except basically like, "Hey, you like the Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts? What if they end up together at the end of a movie? Well, give us seven fifty, and then you'll be able to see it. Happen. <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> Put your nickel yeah. in this machine. And it's so weird too because this movie comes to a natural conclusion where you know everything that's going to happen, but like the music swells and it's like it, the movie could end here. You don't show me what happens, and this is a great ending. Like you can just sort of project that you know everything that's coming and it's and it's a natural ending. But instead they just tack on the whole Julia Roberts must drive over to Tom Hanks's house and say, I love you, Tom Hanks, and then they go in and have sex. Does she say she's a girl standing nope. on her doorstep? Nope. Talking to a guy. Nope. Good. She is essentially playing the Cameron Diaz role from Bad Teacher in this mm. watered down about ninety percent. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. She just basically does not give a shit about anything. She's a community college teacher. And then by the end, Tom Hanks has taught her how to love. Her heart has grown three sizes that day. (laughs) Okay. Now I see what. I mean, okay, here's here's the. Just, I lost my no, group, stop but you brought Larry it back. back. No, Tom just one, Hanks. just one, one. Stop it, talking about no, Larry. wait, wait, wait. Just there's just one issue in this movie. She's married to Brian Cranston, who's who's an author. He he works from home, and her beef with him. The reason why their marriage is so bad is because when she's at work and he's at home, he's looking at porn. And so the crux of the whole movie is she's pissed at him because he looks at porn. And the whole movie is like, what? He looks at porn? That son of a bitch! You need to clobber him in is the he face. A successful author? Yes, he's written two books. And has paid for most of their life. That son of a bitch. But he's at home. He's not even look. He's not even watching porn. He's looking at pictures. He's just downloading pictures like it's the internet in 1997. He's just looking at. Well, gifts. this may be how Tom Hanks understands. The <laughs> Maybe internet. I don't know, but he's just he's got a folder of pictures on his Mac that he's clicking through. He's like, oh yeah, and then he clicks on another picture. He's like, ooh, and that's all he's doing so dumb but that's the that's well, the maybe dramatic he has his the movie. you know 
favorites and <laughs> knows what he likes. He does. He likes looking at well organized and eye photos. Well, his <laughs> thing is that he likes big tits, and so when they have and he their, lie. <laughs> well, they have a big argument in the movie, and he's basically like, "Well, if you had big tits, I'd look at you all the time." <laughs> oh, that's probably that's probably why. That might I'm, I'm going to go with that's why. Yeah, that but this is after be. hours and hours of bitching about porn. Mm, okay. So. <laughs> so, yeah, right. That's All just right. one of those spiteful argument things. So, in say. conclusion, don't see Larry Crown. Larry Crown, or do if um, you're a parent. <laughs> tell your parents. Tell your parents to watch Larry Crown. Yes, they on won't cable be now. Mm-hmm. All right, we got some emails. Yay! Hey, emails. emails. We okay, like. We kind of skipped over them last week, so we got a few from a couple weeks back. But, we were uh, busy. But anyway, uh, this one's from Adam, who says uh, Walter Hill, etc. Hail Banffcast. Hail. The Streets of Fire Exchange reminded me that there was a pseudo-noir novel called The Blue Screen serialized in Premiere Magazine several years ago. At one point, the protagonist and his Joel Silver-esque producer boss get thrown in jail, and the producer complains about being in a holding cell with the cast of a Walter Hill movie. The inmates react negatively, and the protagonist thinks, they know who Walter Hill is, and they're going to murder us. I'm going to die because of the auteur theory. If I survive this somehow, I will kill Andrew Saris. Please do Snake Eyes, by the way. <laughs> I'll look forward to the Bamcast reaction to Cage's description of his wife and mistress. Also consider Sniper with Billy Zane yeah. in the role yeah. of Sniper Douche. <laughs> in closing, no, wait, hold on. Whoa, hold on. I, I'm going to go on record and say I saw Sniper in a theater. Yeah, I did Sweet. too. Yeah. I've also seen the four direct video sequels of Sweeter. Sniper. Of course you have. <laughs> he says, in closing, Mama's not the law. Bamcast is the law. Hell yeah. Best, That's right. Adam. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Is Billy Zane ever not a douche? No, that's kind of a specialty. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I watched Smart Me and or douche. I watched a movie recently where he was a fashion designer professor, and he was not a douche in that either. Oh, <laughs> I cannot imagine anything <laughs> more douchier, what? more the roommate douchier than fashion designer professor. Zip your lip, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming sooner or later. <laughs> All right, moving on. Right. Mm-hmm. Got this one from Ty in St. Louis. Ty. Titled, thanks. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> hey, guys. Been meaning to email you for a little while. In August, my wife had to go to the ER twice in one day and ended up spending most of the week at the hospital because of a severe stomach issue. Those first few days between the lousy hospital food, no sleep, work, and the hospital insurance company's bureaucratic aggravation, I was running on empty. Then a glimmer of hope appeared. You guys had reviewed one of my great guilty pleasures. A film, term used loosely, teetering on the edge of fun, fantastic, and foobar. I speak of Gunman. Yay. Basically, thanks. Your Gunman review could not have been better timed. It was hilarious, and I finally laughed for a reason other than maniacal delirium. Thanks again, and keep up the great work, Ty in St. Louis. Thank you, Ty. We We like to bring joy. Yes. Service to the people. And Gunman. Oh, I love Gunman. It's a good time. Much like Christopher Lambert, we bring joy and Quaaludes. Ha. It's so weird when we watch that, we never mentioned that they both teamed up in Highlander 3. Oh, yeah. That's true. I've never seen Highlander <laughs> It's almost 3. like they were a package deal for like a year. Was it three year. or four? Final was Dimension three? was three. Was it three? So, okay. Yeah. Because I thought, I thought maybe he showed up in Endgame. I don't... Whatever. I, I know there was one where like he teams up with a guy from the TV show, which I was like, oh, they were the same guy. Okay. <laughs> No, there can be only one. I right. know. Well, I forgot there, there was two. Connor and Gavin McLeod. And there and was like, two. Oh, two different names. Yeah. Okay. I know too much. They broke their own rules. Right. I'm going to stop now. They're aliens from the past. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one we got here is Troy from Connecticut. Troy. It says, Justin Inquiry. Hi. Hey, Bamcast. 
This isn't a suggestion, as I know you guys have way too many of those. It is. Thank it you. is. Hmm. This is correct. I was just wondering if one of my favorite bad movies falls into your wheelhouse. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I've loved this movie since I was a kid, and I can't remember hearing you guys ever bring it up. I'm sure you have seen it, and if not, shame and dishonor on all of you. Just so you know, we've seen it. Then he goes on to describe the plot of yeah. the movie, including Shonuff and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And uh, and Bamcast's own vanity. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Action Jackson fame also. Oh. Says there's 80s martial arts, breakdancing montages, a freaking black Shogun, and an appearance by a younger William H. Macy. Just wanted to know your thoughts. Crash and burn. Troy from Connecticut. It would be funny if it had an older William H. Macy in it. Ooh, time-traveling <laughs> William H. Macy. You didn't know that about William H. Macy? I'm not yet. I wasn't aware of it. But yes, yeah, Troy, we've seen Last Dragon. In the past. Um, Harlow has seen. brought it up frequently. Oh, God. I have seen that movie. That I think somewhere along the way in our, our many, many episodes of Bamcast, I, I list The Last Dragon as one of the movies I have seen the most in my life mm-hmm. because there was Last Dragon, Rad, Top Secret... Uh, Three Amigos. These are the things we had on like VHS rips from whatever pay TV. Yeah. And that was like our weekly, okay, which one are we watching this week or day? Mm-hmm. And Last Dragon was one of those. So countless number of times I've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've Last seen Dragon, we it, we enjoy it enough that we probably... It would be hard to... Like, especially yeah. you cannot objectively I, I, do Yeah, I could separate that. that movie from my childhood. That's all And us saying classes. bad things would get you angry. Just like, you know... Chuck refusing to be on the Buckaroo Bonsai episode for obviously reasons. Yes. How dare you? I'm still mad. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it's, yeah. it's just, it's one of those things. It's almost, it's impossible for me to do. I, I couldn't begin to do that. Understood. But we so, like it. We've seen yeah, it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So there you go. But mm-hmm. thank you for being in tune to what we like. Good job. Real quick, just a reminder, uh, we are giving away a copy of the Best of James Bond Double CD soundtrack, 50 track, 50 years, 50 bonds. 50? Yeah. Wow! Uh-huh. For 150 episodes? Right. Right. Um, so basically, by episode 150, just send in either a voicemail or an email really selling your favorite bond thing. It could be anything. Just sell it. No Facebook, no tweets. No. Send it to us. Email or voicemail. And those would be? Well, you can email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. Check us out on the website, bmfcast.com. You'll notice a slightly new feature, which is a donate button because we are poor urchins. Um, help us pay for hosting. Help us pay for new hosting and, and microphones sort of and cocaine. and <laughs> Quaaludes. 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 Right. And yeah. prostitutes that later become hookers. Right. Right, yeah. Also, check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Check us out on the Facebook and the Twitter, facebook.com slash bmfcast, twitter.com slash bmfcast. You can write us comments and send us tweets and all that stuff. And uh, you can also get our joy delivered directly into your ear holes through the magic of your your portable telephone through an app called Stitcher, which is uh, available for all relevant mobile devices. Download it, stream our podcast and finally, the best way to get your life on the right track to win friends and influence people, give us a call on the BAMFCAST hotline, the Garfield phone, 910-5-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. Give us a ringy-dingy, and we'll make your life better. As we often want to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we do want to thank everyone who has donated so far. Uh, we Very much. Absolutely. Rather overwhelmed with some of you, your people's de- generosity, and uh, but hey... Like I said, we are always looking to expand and upgrade and do better things for you. We are looking into a Death Star, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. 
Uh, yeah, perhaps our own movie theater to which yes. uh, we can invite select people. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to uh, buy a traction beam and bring the moon to us. Uh-huh. Who doesn't want the moon? And we are going to populate the moon with bad movie fans. <laughs> and we will also be hiring the Q Labs of MI6 yes, to correct. make us a fun ghetto things. blaster. Yes. <laughs> so, a ghetto blaster. So let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. <laughs>